listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Jonas, what was your – what are you funny? He goes, I like the Raiders job. What's your number one takeaway from round one? I really like that Leatherwood pick. I mean, I got to tell you, he is really no, – um, just, just the the lengths to which the 49ers went to to, tr- to convince so many people that it was going to be Mac Jones only to end up taking Trey Lance because I don't, I don't buy the – and we talked about this. I don't buy that all of a sudden they were – you know uh, they all of a sudden started to feel for – you know that, that Trey Lance was the pick after they saw him at his pro day and they were convinced and then he changed their minds. I don't buy that for a second. I think they traded all the way up initially because Trey Lance was always going to be their guy and I think the Mac Jones stuff was thrown out there. Why it was thrown out there – I have no idea, and that's the the puzzling part to me. I think it makes him look really bad. Because if if we go with the story, the story is they they traded up. And remember, I I said this yesterday. Adam Schefter was backtracking on Get Up. And I was like, and I said, I go, boy, it sounds like he knows what's going to happen. It's going to make his original reporting look bad. That's what I speculated. And... I was like, wow, because he was saying like, well, they they made the trade knowing they'd be happy with Mac Jones, and then they've contemplated other options, and now we're not sure who they're going to take. That kind of makes sense, meaning, you know, because let's think about this. Why was that trade made so early? Because they were afraid they might get beat to the punch. Once the 49ers did what they did, that stopped other teams from do, going to four. Because now you got to like the fourth quarterback. So if, if the third quarterback was the, was the place to make a bold move, the third pick, third quarterback, and the 49ers felt they needed a bold move, it was good to act early. And it kind of makes sense to me to say, you know, we haven't done all of our analysis, but if we, worst case, we got Mac Jones, we would feel contented in this trade. Like, it would not be, we wouldn't regret it. But if something else reveals itself that's even better, we'll do that. That actually makes sense to me, Jonas. Is, that, does that, is there something about that that doesn't resonate? No, I, I just look at, at their strategy and I don't, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand the, why they would put all that stuff out there only to end up taking Trey Lance. And, and I do think some people in the media started to catch up to the fact that, wait a second, have we been had here? And, and I just, I don't understand why. I, I don't understand mm. why. So, you, so what you're saying is there. you can see that being the chain of events, except why would the 49ers keep pushing the Mac Jones narrative? Yeah, I just like there was. But no, did they, though? Because it seems like it was all driven by the original reporting, which tr- I think tried to explain why they made the pick to, or the trade to start with. But but where would the people get the information from? Where would they get that stuff from? You and mean it, like Shafter? Yeah, like Shafter no, no, and all I, those guys. No, no, I think w- Shafter came out, if I'm not mistaken, within a couple days or a day or two of the original trade, right? Yes. So I think they probably fed Shafter that honestly, that info that was true, saying, hey, if we take Mac Jones here, we're going to be content. We're going to feel fine with that. But after that original push to kind of explain the trade, did anything else really come from San Fran? Uh, Chris Sims, uh, who's close with Kyle Shanahan, uh, he's been on the Mac Jones train the entire time. Yeah, but I think uh, he's Mike, been saying no and Kyle. I think Max is kind of quarterback was kind of what he was saying, right? Yeah, but he was very bold about it, saying no, 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 it's going to be Mac Jones. He was, and Lamb- he was Mike Lombardi his shot. was too. Yeah, he and, said and there's and a chance it would too. be Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah, and and what's what's puzzling about it is 
Jacksonville wasn't going to trade their pick. The Jets weren't going to trade their pick. So not only did the 49ers trade up to number three, they traded up to the highest possible spot that they could in order to get the guy that they knew was going to be there and then let everybody to believe it was somebody else. There was, yeah. Nobody else and, was going to jump them for that pick. And I think the reason that when we talk about reporting that I always say, is that what's driving this line move? What's driving this report? Is it a direct source, even if we don't have the who, you know, if it's just on background? Or is it speculation? Because to me, and you remember, Joan, I, look, I turn to you as the guy that really follows all the stories and every pretty much version. And I'm usually like, now, did that come from inside? Or was that, again, speculation? And I think other than the original reporting, it was a lot of speculation. And I, to me, I think it makes them look bad because they would change their Because it looks like it was public pressure. What Colin said today was that was a good move from the 49ers to change because everyone hated Mac Jones. Right. And the media would have been mad and the fans. And it's like if Kyle Shanahan changed his pick because some dweeby media member was going to be saying, oh, I don't like that pick. You know, the the former scout. Oh, wait, he wasn't a former scout. He probably didn't play high school football. So to me, I hate that idea, but it does seem like Kyle buckled the pressure. In fact, if they would have taken Mac Jones, I would have respected him more for it. Because it would have been after the story came out and all the criticism they got and God, he's got the lowest ceiling of all five quarterbacks. And what are you doing? You had these guys there and those guys there and the 49ers would have still said, yeah, but this is the guy we wanted. This is the guy we believe in and we're going with it. Instead, they went the opposite, which is which I'm I'm still trying to piece together. And I guess what I would say to wrap this part of the conversation is if the following happened, I think it's all just fine. If something else happened, maybe not. They made the trade because they wanted to get there early because someone else could beat them to the punch. Okay. And they felt they needed to make it. All right. That's good. Number two, they get it out there early because they think they're going to take, and this is what we talked about, Mac Jones, because they did enough analysis to say, we would be fine if we make this trade for Mac Jones. We'd be fine. All right. Okay. I like that. Get it out there and, and see how people react. Take the pressure off it. Diffuse the outrage if there's any. See what people say. Okay. Now, I also like it. Keep looking in the month that leads up to it. Because why make a big decision without doing all the work? They're saying it's enough if it's just him, but maybe we can do better. Once you find the better, you've got to change. If somehow you think Trey Lance is better after we did all analysis and you still pick back Jones, that would be weak. So I accept all of it. The one part I don't accept is what Joan is, is kind of implying or saying is – at some point when you knew you were going to Trey Lance and you allowed there to be a perpetuation of the Mac Jones talk, that deception, I get how it helps people not know what you're going to do and you have surprises, but it makes you look bad. At that point, they should have came out and said, you know something, we had a strong feeling going in, and you know what, we've reevaluated. Can't tell you which way we're going to go, but all bets are off. Mm. If they would have said that five days ago, we'd all accept it. And whatever they gain, San Francisco, in these three or four days of everyone being confused, I don't think it was much. Was the other teams going to start scouting Mac Jones? You know, it's like, what do you gain? I can see not telling you who's going to be the starting quarterback when one guy's injured going up to a game. I think it makes them look bad because they tried to, and that's what Kyle said, which was, uh, we don't feel any obligation to tell our opposition what, when they're wrong. But no, it's not they're wrong. It's like you told us they to believe something. 
And I see why they did it. But once those facts changed, they didn't owe it to us to tell us. But it does make them look bad that they didn't. What do you think, Jones? Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to start a uh, any sort of a scandal here on Fox Sports Radio, but maybe they were also trying to drive up the price a little bit in the betting market so that Kyle Shanahan's cousin, Mackenzie, part of Straight Out of Vegas, could make more off his Trey Lance pick. Maybe I got to be honest with that. you. I didn't, I didn't think that exactly, <laughs> but what I did think was this. Usually, I can back – so, just a little background – McKenzie's about two and nineteen betting against me. <laughs> Does that sound right? Yeah, that's about accurate. Okay, and I got him in such a bad spot, like where where he took he kept saying, <laughs> "I don't know, I just kind of like uh, Trey Lance here." And like all the reporting's going in one direction, he's like, "I just, I don't know why." And I look at him, I go, "Does he have inside info?" And I didn't think so. And then what's fascinating is he betted at whatever. At like plus two fifty, then it went up to like three fifty the next day. It was like ah, oh, he's in bed. He, he just he just was he just had this look on his face like he's hiding something, and then lo and behold, it comes in. So now <laughs> if he won even half the time. Let's just say that uh, I'm going to get Maddie Holt, who does integrity work for the guy. I'm going to get him involved here. Mackenzie texted me today and he said, "You know, I slept on the man's couch. You don't think I know some stuff?" Well, I tell you this. <laughs> this is what I told. You know, uh, there was a guy that just got into the sports betting business that was talking about he had inside info, and but he didn't share it with his friend. He was betting his friends, and I said, "But you don't understand gambling, buddy." Is what I told him. If if Mackenzie actually had that info. And we didn't like, like, literally one of pregame.com's best prop guys, the hitman, made one of his biggest bets on his life on Mac Jones. Yes. So if McKenzie let one of his comrades go all in on a losing bet, you have any comment, McKenzie? I was 100% honest the whole time. I had no insider info, and I was convinced it was Trey Lance. It just works with that system. Listen, he went to Yale. If he had inside info, he and I would have been gone for the show for a week and show back up with like a fleet of new limousines. Let me tell you something. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So, RJ, Mac Jones was the favorite for quite some time to go number three overall to the San Francisco 49ers, but instead he drops all the way down to 15, and he is now officially a New England Patriot. Yeah, I think this is an example of the genius of Bill Belichick, but it's not what you might think. If this were a movie, Fez, what would happen? Belichick would have somehow said something to the 49ers, that made them like a month later realize, hey, this isn't the guy. We should take Trey Lance. But knowing how they'd react to it, then somehow he had said something in the media that made other teams not take him. He heard something, you know, like some kind of, you know, master criminal kind of thing. And then he'd be like going, ha 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 ha. And then when he drops, he, and he says, all right, guys, good work. See you tomorrow. That's not what happened. What happened was Belichick has his pricing. He says, this is how good a guy is. This is how much he's worth. And then he looks around and says, all right, here's the market. And then he waits. And he accepts it's random. When the trade happened at 14, before they knew who was trading, you could have thought, "Uh uh-oh, someone knows Belichick wants Mac Jones. They're going to trade up, nab him. Could have happened. Easy, right? Oh, sure. And then would Belichick have not been a genius? 
He couldn't have prevented that. If anything, the bigger rep you get, the harder it is to do what you do. Billy Bean, after Moneyball, could hardly make a trade because everyone was afraid to trade with him. It's like, this guy knows more. If he wants to trade with me, I'm getting a bum end of a deal. I'm going to go back and take a look at this player hitting 210. All he does is walk. Yeah. Yeah, in that case. But in either case, if someone has too good of a reputation, it's hard to do what got them the reputation. Sure. If Belichick wants Mac Jones, I want Mac Jones. But Belichick would have been just fine. Now, I'm not saying he didn't prefer this, but whoever was next on his board, he would have taken. And if not, he would have traded back. And hundreds of those good decisions is why Belichick has an unmatched winning record in the last 20 years. And maybe, I think, certainly the best coach that's ever walked the earth in any sport. And I don't know about that. It's hard to know about John Wooden. He was so good. But let's say the best football coach that ever walked the earth. But it's not magic. It's not. Because you know what? Last year... It would have been very unmagical. Cam was a good get. Cam fell short. Now, I think having Cam as a backup quarterback or potentially a starter for a while is a great contract, great get. But uh, Stidham was not genius. I don't know how they figured how bad Stidham is, but they don't like Stidham. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Belichick made a lot of other picks that didn't make a ton of sense. Belichick passed on Brady in the fifth round and the fourth round. Yes. Just like everyone else. But he's just a little smarter and a little more diligent. But it doesn't happen because of genius necessarily. It happens because he's playing the odds. That's the difference. He couldn't control what happened last night, but he put himself in a situation to let it happen. And you know what? When it did happen, he got the pick in right, got the pick in on time. He doesn't mess it up, but he, and he, puts the, he, he sets the table. Think about it with gambling, Fez, or investing. Investing is a great example of this, right? Whereas you got your portfolio, you got all this different stuff, you put a little 2% in this one cryptocurrency. And the theory is when the crypto goes through the roof, you could say he got lucky or he's a genius. That's eh, probably in between. But he knows that luck plays a big factor. What was your take on specifically on Mac Jones? And then we'll get into how. The markets reacted. I was just shocked that a quarterback that everyone had as the favorite to go third could drop all the way to 15. And I think it shows how public sentiment can change so dramatically. And really, no one knows how good these quarterbacks really are. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's two picks I'm going to give you, but we're going to call them pizza bets. What's a pizza bet? Well, whatever kind of pizza you get. I used to eat Tony's Pizza when I was back home. You ever have, have at Jonas Tony's Pizza? It's a frozen pizza? Oh, yeah. I grew up on that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, had a, yeah. I would get Tony's with some Doritos and a big three liter of like Pepsi. <laughs> See, I didn't want to be skins for a reason in those games. So, 
But if you're the type that eats like faux gras and stuff, exotic cheeses, then your pizza bet's a little more. But whatever that comfort level is for a small bet, here's the two. I'm going to give you two of them. Number one is, who will be the last player taken in the draft? Offense or defense? It's about even money. Yeah, pick them. Even though in the first round it was 18 to 14, you said? Yes. Offense versus defense. And that was the over-under, 18 and a half, right? It was. Here's what's fascinating. As you said, the last five picks were defense. So it was at 18 with five picks to go if you had offense over. And it was defense, 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 defense. <laughs> and Tampa was supposed to take a running back. At least yes. That was, oh, But that was a tight, good number. I think that this is offense. And here's why. If you're not taken last, you're a free agent, undrafted free agent. Who is going to be in more demand, an offensive player or a defensive player? Meaning, let's say there's a speedster wide receiver. You know, doesn't have any hands, as all, but he's a project and a half. Doesn't he go as the last pick a lot more than some D-tackle? Those D-tackles, really what you're doing by taking that last pick is say, we're the last one that gets to dictate where someone goes. And then whoever's left, we have just as good a chance with them as anyone else. I think the last pick is going to be offense because there's more value in an undrafted free agent market with offensive players, you might as well get one more and then try to go get defense with the undrafted free agents. Thoughts? Yeah, I like this, and I also like the fact all the media hype and the like, it's a better story for your team to take an offensive player. Yeah, that's fair. Last one, and then you got a basketball bat for us tonight in the big NBA game. Last one for me, and you can get the last... This is when does the first special teams player... Uh, get drafted. Now, the plus 125 was which round, you said? Fifth round. Okay, so here's my prediction. Fourth round. Three to one payoff. That's a punter or a kicker, uh, in theory. I guess not a kick return, right? It'd be a punter or a kicker, and I think it's going to be happening in the fourth round. Fourth round. You said fifth is the favor. I like the fourth to three to one. Here's why. The draft has less knowledge. It has less information measurables, no combine, what position needs that the least? Punting and kicking, you can see it on the Mm. field, and I think they might be a little more optimistic and take them early. Fourth round, special teams. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.